The National Science Foundation is looking to foster a new convergence, artificial intelligence and wireless spectrum. It's about to host a workshop on that very topic. With what it's all about and some of the goals, we turn to Tiaga Nandogapal. He's Deputy Division Director for the Division of Computing and Communication Foundations at the NSF. Mr. Nandogapal, good to have you on. Thanks for having me, Tom. It's a pleasure to talk to you today and your uh, listeners as well. Tell us what it is you're trying to accomplish with this workshop artificial intelligence and wireless spectrum, two very hot areas right now. Absolutely. Quite a few folks have been excited about the promise of artificial intelligence to solve long-standing problems in spectrum uh, allocation and use, as well as the policies that govern the use of these uh, spectrum bands. And therefore, there's been a lot of uh, what I call as uh, uh, hype, as well as uh, some skepticism. And uh, we decided that you know we needed to bring all the experts in the area together to kind of shed light on what is really feasible and what is a, a, feasible, a technology roadmap that uh, one can aspire to over the next five to ten years, both in terms of uh, research and development as well as what we can expect to see in the commercial system. What are the problems in managing spectrum and what are the challenges that are being attempted now without artificial intelligence? So a biggest problem that we have right now is deciding uh, what spectrum should be good to use for what purpose, right? And this is the constant struggle because if many of your listeners might be aware of, spectrum bands have been allocated by the FCC for almost 100 years now. And uh, over this, much of this entire period, it has been a first-come-first-served uh, policy, right? If somebody comes and makes a claim for a spectrum band, the FCC makes an allocation at that time and they kind of get to keep the allocation for a very long time, right? In fact, many bands that are allocated right now probably were allocated in the 50s and the 60s and pretty much hard to go back and revisit because there are so many legacy systems that are sitting there. But it is also becoming very evident that some of those spectrum bands may not be the best bands needed for those kinds of uh, needs that were originally projected. For, for example, someone might have been using shortwave communications at like back in the 40s, but because that was the best possible thing. And then now we may be wanting to use additional higher microwave bands for communication, but the old shortwave radios are still in existence. Uh, the allocations would still be to the same set of users. And even though the users themselves might have moved or they may have or just a few legacy systems sitting in those bands, one may want to argue, maybe we should vacate that band for, for that particular use and put it to a different use that is best suited for. So this kind of problem happens in almost every single situation. And a lot of the auctions and the reallocation decisions that the FCC struggles with today are a consequence of this way of allocating spectrum. Well, what kind of questions could artificial intelligence answer then? Because it sounds like no matter what happens, somebody has their ox gored and somebody is going to benefit. Right. And, okay, so the biggest thing that dictates much of these discussions is the question of trust. When someone comes and says, I believe this spectrum is good for X, and somebody else says, mm, I don't believe what you're saying because I, my studies show my, my spectrum is good for Y, and there's a discussion and debate on who to trust, right? That's a big question. And second, who is going to be fair? If I say I'm going to share my spectrum with you, how do I trust you to do it when I, when, that you will do it all the time as you promise, and what if you go back on your word? Right? So there is this notion of trust, the notion of fairness, the notion of uh, verification that are all uh, being debated uh, because of 
the lack of uh, what do you call this belief in the manual process by which this happens it's not like people don't trust that people will do the right thing it's just that will they do it fast enough right in order to respond as you know a single spectrum decision uh, you know to switch to a different band may take many many years if i want to share something and i complain to you the fcc for example that things don't happen they're not doing it right they're interfering with my systems the fcc in the best case can take many months to finally identify who's interfering who's at fault and arbitrate and decide on uh, appropriate punishment artificial intelligence has the potential to change the nature of all this entire process by providing what it calls a more of a neutral ground if implemented well uh and also providing a timely speedy decision making process right so that people can rely on so uh it can some sense eliminates the manual process and uh and also the manual process of not just uh fixing things but also identifying if there is a problem artificial intelligence when and employed pervasively in this particular context can help detect uh violations much quicker it can help identify causes it can help identify potential gaps in spectrum use on a real time basis uh, so there are many many different ways in which we can use artificial intelligence to accelerate how we're, we do things and do it better we're speaking with tiaga nandogopal the deputy division director for the division of computing and communications foundations at the national science foundation tell us more about the workshop what types of parties do you expect to uh, attend and what will they talk about So the workshop is happening at the Air Force Research Lab uh, in Rome, New York. So it's a fantastic facility and uh, they have been great hosts to offer their uh, facilities for this workshop. We are uh, inviting close to 90 plus participants to attend this workshop. Uh, again, uh, uh, the participants come from a mix of academic uh, communities, industry, uh, including small and medium enterprises as well as big companies and defense contractors. Uh, as well as uh, federal agencies a multitude close to 20 different federal agencies are going to be represented at the workshop uh, all of whom have extensive interest in the use of wireless spectrum uh, and also uh, investing in the r&d aspects of wireless spectrum they all want to know how best ai can be used to solve some of the problems that they are struggling today with what will be the output of the workshop and who will it be delivered to so there are some tangible out, uh, outcomes and there are some intangible benefits that we are looking forward to let me address the intangibles so one of the biggest things that we want uh, to happen as a result of this is what i call as knowledge sharing and level setting expectations so clearly as i mentioned earlier uh, in uh, in this discussion there is a lot of hype and a lot of skepticism and we really want to, people to have a much more reasonable expectations of what really is possible and what is not possible with ai ai cannot be the solution for everything and but it can definitely help in some very clear instances and we want people to leave the workshop with a better understanding of that so they may focus on those uh, the ones that they can clearly get ai to help with the second uh, intangible benefit that i would tout is the networking piece of it there's many uh, federal agencies who are trying to find out who are the best academics and best industry uh, resources that can help them with some of their challenges and vice versa academics are looking for federal agencies who can provide them with support to solve some of the problems they were interesting problems they're working on or for commercialization opportunities and technology transfer opportunities with industry and so everybody gets to benefit by knowing who are all the uh, significant players in this space and who have interesting ideas and contributions that they can uh, follow on with right so that's a second benefit networking 
the what I call as the tangible outcome of the workshop would be a workshop report. This workshop report would identify uh, the outcomes of the, of the discussions of the workshop itself. What are the various ways uh, that the experts have identified where AI can be of help? What are the places where AI can uh, not necessarily help, but could actually obfuscate things a little bit more? We need to have a clear identification of those, and the discussions would hopefully lead to that. And it will be hosted on the uh, website of the Wireless Spectrum R&D uh, Interagency Working Group, or WSRD for short. Uh, so we will be hosting it on the website and disseminate to all the workshop participants as well. And outside of the Defense Department and the Federal Communications Commission, any other agencies that have an interest in this? Oh, there's quite a few of those. Uh, so we have uh, NASA, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. We have NIST, National Institutes of Standards and Technology. My home agency, the National Science Foundation, the Department of Commerce. We have the Department of Homeland Security, so a whole slew of organizations, the Department of Justice. So they're all going to be present at the workshop. Tiaga Nandogapal is the Deputy Division Director for the Division of Computing and Communication Foundations at the National Science Foundation. Thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate uh, you taking the time to uh, talk to me today, Tom. We'll post this interview and a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.